Lots of parents and grandparents these days are sadly familiar with the situation of a child, grandchild who is in rebellion, won't listen, perhaps has left home, left the faith. These are some of the most heartbreaking things to endure. The closeness of our, our family seems to make us all the more suffer when our family becomes distant or our friends are absent or wandering. We've got this exact situation in our first reading today at Mass where King David, the most powerful person in Israel, nonetheless is sad, is heartsick because his son Absalom has gone into rebellion against him. It's not just that his son has left home or given over to a wayward life, certainly that was true, but Absalom is actually rebelling against his father, trying to take over David's kingdom and usurp his son and brother Solomon. Now, David and his soldiers are, of course, going to protect the kingdom, so he's, he's actually going to war against his own son. But David has given strict orders. Absalom is not to be harmed. Even though Absalom is basically wishing his father was dead, has completely rejected him, David still loves him, cares about him. He doesn't want him harmed. He's hoping with everything he's got that Absalom is just a, a temporary wandering child and will will come back. Well, David's soldiers are engaging in battle, and, and thankfully, David's soldiers win. David is victorious. The rebellion of Absalom is put down. His army is routed. Peace is restored. But even though David had given those orders not to harm Absalom, the, the soldiers are, of course, knowing that they're in this whole battle because of Absalom's rebellion. So when they get the chance, uh, Absalom is famously hung by his hair through a, a tree, and uh, David's soldiers kill Absalom. He doesn't even get to die in battle. He shamefully dies, just hung from a tree by his hair. Well, the news of the victory is reported to David, but all he cares about is, is Absalom safe? Imagine that. This son of yours tried to kill you, take over your kingdom, put your, your soldiers to, to battle and to death, and David still loves him. His only hope is Absalom safe. I think that echoes just all of uh, a parent's, grandparent's longing for children that have gone away, friends that have left us. Those bonds of family are tight. David knows that, and so when he gets news that Absalom is dead, he famously says, Absalom, my son, if only I had died instead of you. That is amazing. Absalom was terrible to David, and yet that love is so strong of a parent for a child only I had died instead of you. How many parents know that feeling when a, a child is suffering, a child dies? If only I had died instead of you. Well, we might marvel at that in a, an earthly sense that David could have that kind of love. But literally, God said these exact words to us. Our, our sin had condemned us to, to death. We deserved death, eternal death. We deserved hell. And yet God looked on us and said, if only... I could die instead of them. And he actually came and did that. That's what we look at every time we look at a crucifix. God, our Heavenly Father, said, if only I could die instead of them. 
He looked on us, his beloved and yet wayward children, rebelling against him. And he not only said, if only I could die, he actually did it. God loved us so much that despite our rebellion, despite our rejection of him, despite us being like Absalom saying, I'm going to do this myself, and I'm even going to overthrow the reign of God in my life. I will do it my way. God didn't abandon us. He looked on us and said, if only I could die instead of them. And he did. What wondrous love is this? So when you feel the the pain of the loss of a wayward child or of a friend that turns away, God understands. He lived it, and he died for us. That is love. May you know that love today, and God bless you. 